Emma. And I'm Jada. And, and we're, we're Teen Shatterbox. <laughs> I feel like this is going to get more energetic every time we say it. Oh yeah, for sure. And Okay, so today we're going to be talking about some sort of crises or yeah. identity crises that we've had surrounding making our decisions about post-secondary education. Yeah, um, so Emma and I have had many quarter-life crises between the two of us, and we figured, you know what, you listening out there, you've probably had as many, maybe even more quarter-life yeah. crises than we've had. So, yeah, so just kind of struggling to think of what you actually want to do with your life, mm-hmm. where you want to go to university what program you want to study, kind of, like, outside pressures. I know. And I feel like just life in general. Like, sometimes I just, I'm like, what am I doing? And I just, like, stare off into space, and then I start freaking myself out and thinking, like, why do I even exist? I'm just a ball of cells. Like, what am I doing, you know? I think, like, I'm one little fleck on this big Earth floating in, like, one galaxy out of who knows how many galaxies. I know. And you know what happened to me? So... I think that I was, well, I I have had, like, maybe 25 quarter-life crises in my day. Um, In your day. In my day. so old. (laughs) Yeah, in my day, I've had very many quarter-life crises. Um, But they started getting worse after physics class. I think I told you that before. Because physics class, like, if you haven't taken physics, you won't understand what I'm talking about. But, like... It just, the amount he talks about, like, the universe and how, like, oh, we're just a floating ball of nothing surrounded by an atmosphere when there's a force of gravity coming from who knows where, like, holding us onto this earth and there's a ball of fire keeping us alive, but it could also kill you by giving you skin cancer and... And there's water, and you need water to survive, but if you have too much of it, then you'll also die and... It's, it's like so the more crazy. that you think about the fact that you're literally just like we are sitting on a spinning ball in the middle of nothing. The more <laughs> that you think about that, the more crazy you'll go. And it's like at so the end I started, of the day, oh yeah. Does anything matter? That's like, what I was also see that's how many crises I've had. The amount of times I've just sat and thinking like I'm on a little ball in the middle of nothing and what I'm stressing about going to university and how the course of my life is gonna go why am i stressing about that because at the end of the day i this earth is like trillions of years old and i've got max 100 years on it like it's crazy so absolutely nothing i do matters for for this earth it doesn't even know i'm here the earth doesn't even know i exist so why am i hyping myself up like why do i care so much yeah, I think about this all the time, or I'm like, even, it's like, you want to make an impact, and it's like, I always think, like, I want to do mm-hmm. something, I want to be in the history books, I want someone to remember yeah. what I did. I want to be remembered. But then at the end of the day, I think, well, the earth could just heat up, exactly. and, like, no one will remember, but, I like, know. it doesn't what? even matter if someone sees your name, like, doesn't, at the end of the day, all that matters is, like, you used your life well, you were happy, you were kind, like, yeah, like, I could be in the middle of trying to make an impact on the world, and then everything could go to absolute crap, you know? Yeah. Like, the coronavirus, for example. Or I could be in the middle of doing something impactful, and then the world could blow up, and then all of that stress was for absolutely nothing, you know? Or it's like, you know when you're younger, and you think, like, 
I'm gonna change the world. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the one, like, the world is like, there's so many problems, I'm just gonna fix it. Mm-hmm. But then it's like when you're older, you think, why <laughs> are there so many problems? I know. Like, what are the roots? And then it's like, and then you start the to realize problems, yeah. like, for all of the time that humans have existed. Yeah. And like, and it's just like, you can't fix any, like, you can maybe, like, you can help, you can do the best you can, you can help with what you're passionate about. But at the end of the day, like, no one person can. Fix everything because then even if like they do a good job, like you think of like, um, like people that have made a huge impact in history, like Martin Mm -hmm. Luther King or like Gandhi, and you think like yes they did a lot, but there's still more due, and it's like yeah, there's always more. I know, and I feel like once you realize that like, like no matter how much you want to like change the world, like it can't all be done by one person, I guess. It's kind of getting depressing. Why is it getting so depressing? This is not what we wanted to do. Okay, quarter life crises are kind of depressing, though. They're not the... They're they're eye-opening. They are. It's because you're getting older and you're learning You're learning more about the world. Yeah. And then you start to realize what is wrong with... All right. So I'm going to take this into a bit of a different direction now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one of our main reasons we want to do this one is because we kind of want to talk about the stress of deciding what we want to do oh yeah so i know when i was younger um i i don't really know what i said i, I wanted to be like a journalist when i was younger i, mm-hmm. wanted to oh, I remember you telling me that i wanted to travel and be like a humanitarian yeah. journalist but then when i was older like everyone was like oh, <laughs> you, you realize that you can't make any money <laughs> Yeah, you realize you can't really make money, <laughs> much money as a journalist. And yeah. then everyone always told me, like, oh, you talk a lot, you debate a lot, you should be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So I always just said, oh, I'll be a lawyer. And that was that. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, I was watching Gilmore Girls, and one of the main characters, Paris, decided to be a doctor over a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, huh, maybe I should be a doctor instead of a lawyer, too. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, maybe grade six at the time, yeah. or grade seven. And then I just, I was like, you know what, doctor sounds good. People think doctors are smart and like, you know, I'm good at science, I'll just, I'll go into being a doctor. Yeah. And so I just said that Mm -hmm. and I thought it for a while and then I got to grade like maybe 10 and I went to Torah University and I went to look at all the science programs. But then I got there and they were like, what specifically, like why do you want to go into science? Why do you do this? And I'm like, well, I like science and I'm definitely like interested, like I really like biology and stuff. Mm But then I realized I really have no interest in, like, chemistry. Yeah. Or, like, really in physics. Mm-hmm. And they were just talking about how, like, if you do, like, a science undergrad, you can't find a job right after. Like, you have mm-hmm. to do, so you have to go to medical school or you have to, you have like, to get, get like, a master's. A master's. Yeah. And then I'm like, am I really that passionate about science? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. And then we were walking out and then we went by the, um thing for the business program and then we just kind of like sat in hear what they had to say and every like there were students talking that were mm-hmm. in their final year and they were all like they all already had jobs like two of them had jobs in like new york city and like one of them had a job in vancouver and one of them had like a job in toronto and like mm-hmm. they all were talking about how like what a blast their program was and mm-hmm. how like they learned so much and like this and like now they're moving on with their lives they're like i wouldn't have believed four years ago that i'm starting my life now basically yeah they have a job they have like an apartment like they're gonna rent and i'm like i kind of like how they're starting their lives like mm-hmm. you know like right after university like i kind of like that part of it and yeah. also like everything they said about like loving to present and like doing a lot of traveling and like 
um, you know, like people skills, I was mm -hmm. like, this sounds a lot more up my alley than, you know, like going into medicine and memorizing a whole bunch of information. It's like, I love presenting yeah. and like thinking um, of like, you know, like cool like ideas for like marketing or for like innovative technologies or different stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I want to go to business. Yeah. Because I've always liked history and mm -hmm. law and like presenting and so I'm like, you know what? I think business is for me. It's for you. Yeah, so I, you're very lucky to have figured that out, that you like that because I'm a completely different yeah. story. Why don't you share your story, Jaina? <laughs> okay, so it all starts when I was a wee little child. <laughs> and I decided, you know what, I'm gonna be a doctor because my science teacher really hyped me up in grade, in grade seven and eight. He was like, you're so good at science. You're gonna go into science? And I was like, well, yeah, I am. You know, my low grade seven self. I was like, yeah, I am. I'm gonna go into science. Science is so cool. Um, and so then I decided I'm gonna be a doctor because that was the only job in science I really knew. Yeah. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. And I also loved like the idea of helping people. So I did love the idea of being a doctor. So I think like for you being a doctor was more like, like oh doctor that's kind of cool right? But yeah. for and, like, me, I yeah. also did like science like especially in elementary yeah. school and in grade nine ten I like I love biology, mm -hmm. but I realized you have to love a lot more than just, just biology. There's a lot more that goes into biology. Biology is very like chemistry yeah. based too. Yeah. So I decided I was gonna be a doctor, and then once I got into like grade nine, I think I started like looking into it more heavily because as soon as I entered high school, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm almost in university. Let me start doing research in grade nine, right? And then I started really looking into what can what it takes to be a doctor and like everything that goes into it, and like how hard it is and how much of a commitment it is and how much money it is and how like to be a doctor like if you want to be a doctor you really got to love it so much so that you don't like drop out in like year 10 because it, it takes so long to be a doctor and knowing me I genuinely like deep down I was like I don't know if I love it so much that I would be willing to dedicate like 12 years of my life or to it basically your or entire basically life. my entire life to it because after that like literally like every every what six months or every year you gotta like take more tests and keep studying and keep doing this and this and that and I was like I don't know if I love it that much and so it took a lot like I think it wasn't until grade 10 where I was like okay I don't think this is for me anymore and I completely I was like I'm not gonna be a doctor anymore and I dropped it but the thing with me is that that's when, like, my series of crises began. <laughs> that's when it began, because before that, I was so sure of myself. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a doctor. I've got it all figured out. I figured out my life at, like, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And so then when I dropped that, that's when the crisis start, because I was like, okay, I don't want to be a doctor, but now what? Like, now what do I want to do? And I bounced around maybe, like, 50 different career <laughs> options. And she Emma did. heard about all of them. Every day I was like, Emma, I know what I'm going to be. I'm going to be an engineer. And then the next day I'm like, Emma, I'm going to be a teacher now. And then the next day I was like, Emma, I'm going to be a pilot. I'm going to be a pilot. I'm so excited. And then the next day I was like, Emma, guess what? I'm going to be a landscaper. And what? then the next day. <laughs> I don't think I ever heard that like, one. I'm like, I'm going to be an architect. No, I'm going to be... I'm gonna be a starving artist. Like, I'm just gonna go to art school and then live under a bridge. And then the next day, I'm like, I'm gonna build roofs, you know? Like, every day, it was just something different. Every day, 
I was having a new crisis. If you can hear the plane in the background, I apologize. Um, but that was not scheduled. Oh my god, that plane is giving me serious wanderlust though. I know. Oh my gosh, hearing the plane. Why, wait, why is that plane even flying? Are they allowed to be flying planes right now? Uh, if it's inside of Canada. Man, I wish I was on that plane right now. <laughs> Actually, I kind of don't. I wonder how right many. Now. I wonder how many people on that flight have coronavirus. I hope none. Oh my gosh. Side note. Um. So you, I'm from St. Vincent, right? Like yeah. my family's from there. A plane just went from Miami. Hotspot of coronavirus. <gasps> Miami. No. A plane just went from Miami to St. Vincent, and there were two people on that flight who had coronavirus, and now there's six cases in in St. Vincent. Oh my gosh, that's how it happens. That's yeah. how it spreads. Why are planes flying out of Miami? They should not be allowed to fly out of Florida. Miami right now. just had fifteen thousand cases in one day. Why the heck are planes like allowed to fly out of there? Literally breaking the records, and they're letting... they're breaking the records, oh and they're also allowing and it's not even dr through the country it's not even in the country no, from miami yeah. to the caribbean that's ridiculous and the caribbean is actually doing pretty good they didn't have any cases yeah. for the longest time and it's because no one was allowed to go or leave so have they like loosened the rules about people coming is that why i don't know because i mean the caribbean's very poor like i think they want tourists they so they the tourist need the tourist revenue but like miami oh my god that's ridiculous and two people on the flight had coronavirus like, how did they not check them? How did I mean, they not they know? They could have been asymptomatic, but I don't think anyone should have been flying out of Florida I to know. another country. And the Caribbean cannot handle coronavirus. They do not have hospitals like that. They don't have whatever the thing. What are those things that like go the, on their nose? The, the things. That, the, the, ventilators. the ventilators. They don't have those. They don't have those over there. I know they don't have like the medical resources needed to handle they like, literally have no so they they have six cases right now that's gonna turn into a lot and i'm oh worried gosh. i hope they get a handle on it i know i hope so too anyway that's not what this podcast is about <laughs> okay so go back so jade is wanting to do lots of different stuff okay so yeah so then i was like i had a new career idea pretty much every week like i would have a career idea and then i'd look into it a lot and then i'd be like um maybe not and then i wanted to do business i wanted to do teaching i pretty much you were like pretty much decided on a teacher for a while <laughs> yeah sorry if you can hear music in the background um, that's jada's neighbor those are my noisy neighbors <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Hey, Jada, oh let's just. God. Do you want to take this that out? That is the most vulgar. I think we should leave it in. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wait, let's listen to it. Oh my god. This is like the most vulgar song I've heard in my life. What the heck? I do not listen to music like this. Kind of a bop, though. Oh. Okay, so, Jada, what have you decided on now? Okay, so now I. Okay, this is very recent. I cannot focus with that music. Oh my gosh. So, guys, this is, like, really in the real lives of Emma and Jada. <laughs> I can't do this. Okay, so, Jada, do you want me to tell them what you told me? Can you please? I'm okay. losing it over so here. So, today I was asking Jada what she wants to do, and she says that she's still undecided, but she thinks she's going to go into, like, a life science program because then she could either go into, like, get an MBA after or she go to medical school if she decides that's still what she Where wants. From? Or she go to teaching school and become, like, a science teacher. And so I think, as of today, she's decided that's the right path for her. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah so i've decided i don't know what emma said because i was kind of trying to figure out that music was coming from it said you want to go into life science then you can oh. do different things after that yeah so i i was originally wanted to do life science because my plan was medical school right so i was like i'm gonna do life science then go to medical school then i kind of decided i didn't want to do science at all um, because I want to do like teaching them business and like engineering then like all like all this random stuff right and then what I realized is that Since I don't know what I want to do I should leave I should do something as general as possible so that I could go into no matter what When I decide that what I want to do in like four years So basically what I'm doing is like giving myself time to figure it out by doing a general degree and that general degree is life science because if I decide I do want to go into medical school, I can do that. Um, if I want to be a teacher, I can teach science. And if I want to do business, I can get into, I can do like an MBA with a science degree. That's exactly what I say. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah. Whoops. That's okay. Sorry. That's what it's I your decided. story to tell. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I decided to do. Um, I might change it next week. Or tomorrow. I might change it tomorrow. Honestly, stay up. Stay tuned. Um, I might decide I want to be a stripper. Who knows? <laughs> but can we just, like, address for a second uh -huh. how crazy it is that we have to make this decision, like, now? I know. And even my parents are like, I don't remember figuring out what I want to at 17. Because it's like, you know, everyone's always like, oh, when you're a teenager, like, you, your brain's not fully developed, like, you can't make proper decisions, and uh -huh. then it's like, oh, but what do you want to do for the rest of your uh -huh. life? That's gonna define how much money you make, where you're yes. gonna live, what type of people you're gonna interact My with. My brain is not developed yet. I tell this to everybody. If I get mad at someone, or if I say something stupid, I'm like, you can't take anything I'm saying seriously, because my brain isn't developed, okay? Like, how am I supposed to decide something so big as where I want to get university? Like, that's a big decision. A huge decision. That, like, changes, that, like, dis determines the course of your life. Like, what you study in university. How am I supposed to make that decision when I'm 17 years old? I'm still a child. You know, I'm only 16. You're only 16. You have it more figured out than me, and I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And yeah, all the time my parents were like, yeah, we definitely. I didn't know what I wanted to when I was seventeen. Yeah. But I mean, they figured it out and like they're doing fine. So then I'm like, yeah. like my mom originally wanted me a doctor, and right. then she ended up majoring in psychology, and then she became a teacher. And then now she's an elementary school teacher. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's you know, the other young. thing. And my parents tell me that some too sometimes. It's like, what you think you want to do right now that's may not be what you end up doing oh, yeah. and i feel like your mom's a good example of that because like i wanted to be a doctor now i don't think i'm going to your mom wants to be a doctor now she's an elementary school teacher because yeah. she realized that and she like loved that yeah. and if she had become a doctor she would never have met my dad and exactly she wouldn't be things wouldn't have worked yeah. out and we wouldn't be making this podcast because exactly. emma wouldn't be born so yeah. <laughs> so yeah like yeah. things honestly they just work out how they're supposed to yeah and also can we please address how stressful it is to think about like university applications in a couple months in the midst of a global pandemic i just because, don't want to think about it in general but like, like i'm also wondering i'm like because i know universities like i know this is going on around the world and universities are saying they're going to do the best they can but like how our school board like your grades couldn't drop and so are See, they really yeah. gonna grade them equally like what if someone had like you know like a good grade before and then they didn't do any work during this i know and that kind of really gets me a it little mad me, me angry. because like i know for me and emma and like for some of you listening out there like you've probably tried super hard since grade nine right so like i've had a good average since 
grade nine and like I've been working really hard since then but then there's the people who like maybe before the pandemic they did one quiz that and they then, did really well on and, th- and then, their average was like a yeah. 95 and now they're class. just set but they usually have like a 70 but now all of a sudden they had a 90 because of one quiz and a test and now their mark can't drop that annoys me so that much. annoys me too because I, and even with me, like, my very first quiz I did in math was not good. I got a 60-something. I got, like, a 64 on my first math quiz, and that really just, like, like, that really impacted my mark, because my mark in math wasn't the highest, Mm -hmm. um, but then I'm thinking now, like, that's all he really had to base my level on. That's, yeah. I mean, I know that a lot of students have like you know similar problems and some people do have it worse like we are obviously i feel like we don't even need to say this disclaimer that like we know that we're privileged yeah we know that but we're just kind of saying in our experience i know this global pandemic's been really stressful school-wise i know um and also i'm just like i know it's also super stressful for the grade 12s this year that are going to university next year but also i'm wondering like what are our applications gonna look like because there's certain like clubs we would have done next year i know like we were gonna be we were gonna be in deca and like this would have been like a really good year for us to be in deca um but now i don't know if it's gonna happen i don't even know if it's gonna happen and there's like i want to start we're me and a couple of friends we're gonna start a debate club next year oh yeah i was thinking about starting an amnesty international club what is that oh it's like um so amnesty international is like this big um like foundation that was started when this guy wrote about um there's like these two students that i think they like had a toast somewhere and then they got imprisoned and so then basically he's seeking to um this man wrote like a big article on it and then it kind of like rung true with a lot of people around the world uh-huh. and so then like this organization called amnesty international was formed and so basically they try to enforce human rights all around the world uh-huh. and help people that have been like wrongfully detained or oh, imprisoned that's cool uh, they want like equal rights for, for all uh-huh. and it's a really great foundation i would love to work for them one day yeah um but they also have like high school chapters and so you can like work on like local charities near you and help mm-hmm. with like local human rights violations or you can also help like um with uh human rights violations like around the world like mm-hmm. you know you can do campaigns for people that have been wrongfully imprisoned uh-huh. um and like so on and there's different like they have chapters like all around the world and now they have them also like in third world countries and so they can do like their research there their investigations and their campaigning there wow that's really cool they're real they're really cool well if anyone wants to join emma's amnesty international is that what's called amnesty international if it happens next if year it happens, join that club it sounds kind of cool i'll probably join actually okay yeah you can help me run it yeah okay we can be co-presidents sounds good that sounds good <laughs> that sounds fun i really hope Okay, I really want school to be back to normal. I know this doesn't have anything to do with, like, identity crisis, but, like, I really want school to be back to normal next year because it's our last year. Also, can you hear that music? <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if we listen back to this and we can't hear any music and, then and they just, just think we're such dummies. And we They're keep like, talking about we it. We keep talking about this music and no one can hear it because of our amazing microphone. <laughs> anyway um okay what else can we talk about with identity crises also not identity quarter life crises do you ever like wake up and are like i don't know who i am that happens to me all the time (sighs) all the time like what have i been doing like i've spent all this time and effort on like school and stress i know like 
don't know. I was thinking about this. Yeah. And I feel like we're probably going to make another podcast about this, but we really want to talk about, like, the pressure to be hyper-productive oh, in yeah. quarantine. Because, Emma, like, didn't you say you weren't feeling it as much? And I was really feeling the pressure to oh, do no, absolutely. I was feeling the pressure to do absolutely everything because I had so much time at home. Like everything that I said I wanted to do, like I wanted to build up my art portfolio. I wanted to keep practicing Spanish. I wanted to learn the guitar. I wanted to do all of this random stuff. Well, stuff that was important to me that I was always like, oh, one day I'll do this. I was like, I have to do all of it now in quarantine and it really took a toll on no, me i was the exact same yeah like, when we started i was like i have a book that i started like a yes, year ago yes and i was like i, I need to start to, reading i need to fin- no like i started writing it oh, oh so, my oh like, writing a book I, yeah so oh i've been like working on it a little bit but i'm like i need to finish this yeah. and then i was like oh my gosh i need to start like doing more research for universities i need to keep learning spanish um i need to i'm like i need to learn new hobbies yeah. i've been trying to like knit and like been trying to do all these like university courses online with like yeah. UDX and like some of them are really interesting and I'm still doing them but others I just join I just join random ones and dropped out like yeah. I've been doing all these webinars and I'm like why am I doing all this it's like you almost feel the need to be productive like every second yeah. of every day and I feel like it was even worse when we had distance learning yes at least like at school it's like when you come home you work for a couple hours and then you have work or then you have a sport or like then you have like acting class or like you have something and you have to go to it and so it's like you say i've got two hours to do my homework tonight and then i'm done like Mm -hmm. that's all i can give it tonight yeah but then when you're home and you have like literally no plans it's like i know you're like i need to be doing something productive like i don't have i didn't have karate i didn't have to go out to tutor yeah i didn't have anything and you have like no excuses i do not get 100 on everything i was like i'm at home i have nothing to do i have no ex there's no reason why i can't get 100 on everything because i have so much time to study oh, yeah. and there's no reason why i can't get everything done because i yeah i got so frustrated because i did like i worked so hard during like the distance learning mm-hmm. and then a lot of my teachers at the end were like oh yeah the we just want to make sure you were learning oh we didn't my really God. take that them into account so i was so Oh, angry! Cause I worked so hard and I so know. long. Yeah, but we'll definitely make like a separate podcast on all this because we've both got a lot to say. Also, this music is dry music. Emma, this is why we always film at your house. I remember, know. Yeah. Remember, all the other podcasts have been at Emma's house, and this time I was like, you know, what? let's switch it up and film it at my house. And then I remembered I have such noisy neighbors, and this is why we didn't film it in my house to begin with. <laughs> Oh my gosh. They got a blast music on a loudspeaker. Watch. If, if you're my neighbor listening to this right now, I'm sorry, but you're noisy as heck. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. Anything else to add? Um, I think that we should probably end this now because I think the music is getting progressively louder. Um, <laughs> so um, that's going to be the end of this podcast. I hope you liked listening to whatever this was. Um, yeah, this is kind of a hot mess. but This was kind of a hot mess, but I hope you like it. The music kind of interrupted our um, thoughts about our quarter-life crisis. But hopefully you get to know our quarter-life crisis stories a little bit better through this. You would, though. You know what I'm thinking? What? I don't think it's really a quarter-life crisis. Like, it's more like a fifth. I feel like this is... We're not... Like, quarter-way through your life is when you're, like, 20. 20-ish? I thought I said 25-ish. Maybe 25. Depends how long you live. But then it it depends on, like, the life expectancy and that kind of thing. I was thinking, like, 80. Although, 
Maybe he's kind of young. I was thinking like 90. Yeah, maybe quarter life crisis like 20. So this is actually more like our. This is like our sixth life crisis, yeah. but I usually say quarter life crisis because. Um, I mean, it sounds better, honestly. It sounds better, honestly. But if you've had a quarter life crisis, or maybe you're going through one right now, send us a DM. Send us a DM. Tell us about it. Tell us about it our, on our, our uh, Teen Chatterbox podcast um, Instagram, page. Instagram page. We've been answering DMs. We've actually been getting DMs, which is really cool if you feel kind of special that we're getting dms on our podcast account so follow us there dm us even if you just want to say hey what's up or if you have suggestions for podcasts we've already gotten we've already gotten suggestions for podcasts which we're gonna film so stay tuned for those and thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoy we actually have over a hundred listens on our podcast now so thank you so much for actually listening Bye. bye